We're here to start the Francis Asbury Triptych Podcast. You can receive these podcasts at www.francisasburytriptych.com. Triptych is T-R-I-P-T-Y-C-H. Francis Asbury, Disciplined for Wandering About This article details one of the first disciplinary actions taken against Francis Asbury. For more detail on this subject, please visit the original article at the Asbury Triptych Series website at www.francisasburytriptych.com. Triptych is T-R-I-P-T-Y-C-H. Francis Asbury on his early circuit. This disciplinary action occurred when Francis Asbury was a young preacher in England, his first year on trial. The result of this action clearly enhanced Francis Asbury's commitment to ministry. Moreover, this serious event constructed for Francis Asbury a vision for the itinerancy to become more dynamic, allowing preachers to reach for new preaching territory. According to the original article by Al Filippo. In addition to the above lessons learned, this event also taught Francis Asbury a valuable life lesson that seems to solidify his never-failing commitment to obedience. Francis Asbury and William Orp The article referenced above details the relationship between Francis Asbury and his superior, the itinerant he was to report to. Beginning in January of 1766, John Wesley's young itinerant preacher on trial, Francis Asbury, was assigned to team with William Orp, a young preacher himself. William Orp was one of the most unlikely fellows to initiate this Francis Asbury disciplined event. However, despite the young age of William Orp, he was already an accomplished teacher of Hebrew at John Wesley's Kingswood School in Bristol. Clearly shorthanded for such a large circuit, Francis Asbury and William Orp set out to cover the large Staffordshire circuit, a preaching chore which encompassed the black country towns of Birmingham, Wolverhampton, Willanall, Walsall, Wensbury, Darlaston, and Billbrook. In addition to these black country towns who in the past had dealt sharply with John Wesley, the low end of the circuit, known as the Staffordshire Low Round, covered the towns of Worcester, Tewkesbury, and Gloucester. This entire circuit, the low and high rounds, was beyond large. It was immense, spanning more than 120 miles in a straight line. Despite the almost insurmountable task, the young pair did their best. Francis Asbury primarily in his familiar territory of the upper end of the black country, and William Moore handling Worcester, Tewkesbury, and Gloucester in the lower end. Francis Asbury disappointed. In the spring of 1766, word arrived that the Francis Asbury and William Orp would receive an additional preacher for the large Staffordshire circuit. Unknown to Francis Asbury was that William Orp's desire and plan was for Francis Asbury to continue in Staffordshire's high round. This all-too-familiar assignment obviously frustrated the young itinerant. To confirm his assignment of Francis to to the high round, William Orp informed Francis Asbury to meet him in Billbrook on the first day of May. It was there that they would meet the newly assigned helper for the Staffordshire circuit. At this time, Francis Asbury hoped that the newly arrived itinerant would assign to the Staffordshire high round, and Francis himself would relocate to the low round of the Staffordshire circuit. Francis Asbury's frustration with the familiar high round of the circuit was unknown to William Orp. 
Asbury had been preaching in these towns for more, more than five years when you consider that he used to accompany his mother to local prayer meetings in these black country towns. Asbury struggled with the sense that this familiar territory limited his efforts. Clearly, Francis Asbury needed to venture out into new territory. According to DeFilippo's article, Francis Asbury looked forward to this upcoming meeting with William Orp in Billbrook, a meeting where Francis Asbury was sure that William Orp would reassign Francis to the Low Round. Despite Asbury's wishes, the meeting did not go as planned. William Orp assigned Francis Asbury to the familiar high round of the Staffordshire circuit. Francis Asbury was told by William Orp to remain in the circuit, the circuit in which he had been preaching since he was 16 years of age. As one can imagine, this did not sit well with the young and adventurous Francis Asbury. Francis Asbury wanders about. After this unexpected assignment from this meeting in Billbrook, Francis Asbury aimed for his next required preaching engagement at Billbrook. With William Orp out of town and his mandatory preaching to the locals of Billbrook completed, Francis Asbury decided to disregard William Orp's assignment. Asbury left Billbrook and ventured out on his own. Once again, the article covers it well. From the written notations of Francis Asbury, it is clear that he ex exited the town of Billbrook and headed for new territory. The first stop was the town of Stafford. After attempted to attempting to preach in Stafford, he turned for the villages of Stone, Newcastle, and Ashburn. Ashburn he had visited years before with the Scottish itinerant and mentor Alexander Mather. All seemed to go well for the young, disobedient itinerant. But somehow, William Orp found out about the headstrong act of Francis Asbury. Perhaps William Orp's opinion of Francis Asbury was formed in the short time that the two worked the Staffordshire circuit together. Perhaps others had warned and advised a test. However this knowledge came about, William Orp immediately set out to enact this Francis Asbury disciplined event. Asbury disciplined. As a result of the insubordination, William Orp penned the following letter to Francis Asbury. Dear Frank, after having so firmly engaged you to supply Hampton and Billbrook at the end of the week, I could not be I could not but be surprised to hear you are turned dictator. Certainly you must either think I was not able to see the places properly supplied, or else that I am fickle and inconsistent, and therefore you expected to hear my new mind. I take this opportunity of informing you that I shall not be at those places, and shall expect to see them supplied in due time. It is true, another preacher has come, but he goes immediately into the low round. In the meantime, I wish you would hearken to those verses of Hesiod. Let him attend his charge, and careful trace the right-lined furrow, gaze no more around, but have his mind employed upon the work. Then I should hope to hear that your profiting would appear unto all men. You have lost enough already by gazing all around. For God's sake, do so no more. I wish that I might see you on your return from Hampton on Sunday evening. I shall be at Wensbury, if it pleases God. I have a little concern to mention. I hope you'll call. I remain yours affectionately, William Orp. The immediate response for Francis Asbury was one of self-preservation. Written on the back of the preserved letter which Francis Asbury received from Orp are details of his last few days and week. Clearly, none of these stops coincided with his assignment. Examination of the correspondence details the following. These are Asbury's words written on the back of the letter. My brother, if the same you be, I hope in the time appointed you'll visit me. And then Asbury makes a note, May 1st for Stafford, and then Stone, and then Newcastle, and then for Ashburn, and then William Gibson at Birmingham. 
Well documented is the fact that William Orb's letter reached Francis Asbury before he reached Birmingham. In addition, it is the handwriting of Francis Asbury that details his first attempt to create a circuit of his own. It is unlikely that Francis Asbury expected this scathing letter from William Orb. In the mind of Francis Asbury, his attempt to find new preaching places was potentially more profitable than preaching to places where he had already labored for his entire preaching life to date. Despite the admirable efforts of Francis Asbury, he was being disciplined for abandoning, abandoning his assigned circuit. Recalling the wise counselor, a wise counsel of his mentor, Scottish preacher Alexander Mather, the counsel to go where your superiors send, Asbury wisely decided to continue the familiar high round circuit until the upcoming conference in August. Francis Asbury, Low Round, Staffordshire Circuit. The following account plays out in the book Black Country. In this scenario, based on research of the early circuits of Francis Asbury in England, the account goes as follows. In the mind of Francis Asbury, the summer of 1766 conference also did not go well for the young itinerant from the black country. Once again, he was assigned to the high round of Staffordshire Circuit, and once again he was assigned under the leadership of William Orp. This assignment was upsetting to Francis Asbury. Ignoring the letter of William Orp from the previous spring, and worse yet, the assignment by John Wesley, Asbury pushed his Scottish mentor, Pastor Alexander Mather, to overrule the assigned circuit from William Orp. Despite his young and inexperienced willingness to go to the Staffordshire Low Round, Francis Asbury was successful. Not one to go against John Wesley, Alexander Mather unconventionally assigned Francis Asbury to the low round of the Staffordshire Circuit, giving Asbury exactly what he wanted. For the next year, Asbury experienced numerous near-death experiences from the anti-Methodist mobs at Staffordshire Low Round. Quickly, Asbury considered the possibility that he had made a mistake. The article cited offers one tragic event where Francis Asbury is nearly drowned in the River Severn. The inescapable self-doubts resulting from these experiences drove Francis Asbury to his lowest point physically and emotionally. Summary of the Francis Asbury Discipline Event In the book Black Country, the advice given to Francis Asbury from his longtime mentor, Alexander Mather, is priceless. Opposition is to be expected, but with disobedience, you only further its effects. What else did Francis Asbury learn from this experience? He clearly saw something profitable in his wandering about. This fact is evident when you consider his future efforts in America. He became the master of wandering about, inspiring generations of circuit-riding preachers to yearn for the frontier. One other lesson learned seems to be that Francis Asbury also saw the wisdom in obeying your superiors. This commitment to obedience became especially handy when dealing with the stubborn New York and Philadelphia congregations who had abandoned some of the key Methodist disciplines. For more Francis Asbury podcasts, please visit the website for the Asbury Triptych book series at www.francisasburytriptych.com. Triptych is T-R-I-P-T-Y-C-H.